man, that that thing, it's, it's here and there. Uh, oh my God, it's like sideways. Jeez. There. That's that's not as bad, right? Oh God. All right, it's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari show. Yes, I know. Listen, I know we've been uh, late. I know we've been off. I know we have not been doing what we normally been doing. And I, and I got to apologize. I do. I got to apologize. And I will just say this, and it's not an excuse. I'm not uh, trying to pass the buck at all. But if we were on terrestrial radio or even uh, serious or, or something that was uh, <laughs> more um, structured by a corporation, there would be a guest host, okay? There would be a guest host. There would be a guest host filling in, and it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't seem so discombobulated when we, uh, you know, have to take a break or we have to do something like that. There'd be guest hosts. We wouldn't miss a beat. But there's not. So you get this uh, <laughs> this up and down show stuff. So I apologize, everybody. I apologize. And and I I know I said this uh, the week before last that when we got back from the wedding and we got back from Thanksgiving, everything would kind of settle back down. Uh, but I didn't anticipate a whole bunch of things. That happened this week. The baby doctor stuff and a few other things. But I now can 100% say that we are back on track. I promise. I promise. Let me do the Trump promise. I promise. I promise that come Monday, we will be back on All right, where do we begin? First off, this microphone still smells like, um, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say. It's bad. It's real bad, this microphone. Man, it's bad. Just, it's just bad. Ugh. God. Just, it, it smells. Oh, God, it's bad. Real bad, but. All right. Trump is changing the rules, isn't he? I don't know where to begin with the victory tour yesterday or the conversation he had today with the president of Taiwan that everybody is losing their minds about. I'm not sure where to start. The victory tour? That's what I call it, the victory tour. Or the phone call with the president of Taiwan. Which one should we start with? Mitt Romney. I know we talked about Mitt Romney the other night. We talked about Mitt Romney and what Trump was doing to Mitt Romney before everybody else was talking about 
Mitt Romney. Matter of fact, we talked about Mitt Romney getting a dirty Sanchez long before, long before Stephen Colbert was talking about frog legs and Trump's testicles. We, we, we were talking about Romney and the dirty Sanchez way before everyone else. Hell, we were doing it way before Essie Cup was given her uh, three cents. But we'll talk about Taiwan. So, in these last few weeks since Trump has won the presidency, a whole bunch of leaders of other countries have been calling Trump to give their congratulations. whole bunch of leaders. Rather, it's the Pakistan leader who everybody was freaking out about because Trump said, oh, I'd love to go there. (laughs) Oh, how could he say we haven't had somebody meet with the Pakistan? You know, when Corey Lubinowski Listen, when, when Corey Lubinowski said the problem with the media is that they took, and, and, and not just took, but they take everything Trump says as uh, literal. Literal. And I know there's people go, well, when the president of the United States says that. Listen, what we've entered in a new era okay and we've talked about it on this show before the world has been changing our country has been changing but our political system has not our political system has always stayed the same so as Everything else has evolved, some for the good, some for the bad, but it's evolved. Our politics have always stayed the same. So when you campaigned, you had to campaign the exact way you campaigned 20 years ago. You had to use the exact people from 30 years ago. And if you didn't do exactly what was done 40 years ago, then all hell was going to break loose. Even though in our own lives, nobody does anything the same as they did 40 years ago. I mean, some of us were three years old, but you get my point. But as it pertains to politics, Washington, or how we do things, we're still dealing with policies or protocols From 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. 
So now all of a sudden, somebody comes along and goes, uh, I'm not going to do that. People go, what? Wait, oh my God. What? What do you mean? How, how are you all shocked? I mean, it's like when Trump ran. Run, he started, and he came down the escalator. I mean, everybody in politics was like, what? This is, this is crazy. This, is, this isn't going to work. No, they, you, they can't, he can't do it. Why? Well, because it's never been done that way. So what's that? Well, then it won't work. Well, why won't it work? Because it's never been done. Huh. Isn't that kind of silly? I mean, we never went to the moon. I'm sure there was a lot of people that were going, you can't go to the moon. You can't make a a rocket ship to put people in. No, you can't do that. It's crazy. You can't. What do you do? You can't make a, a, a thing that, that drives an engine. You can't do that. What are you doing? I mean, seriously, society exists because people went, hey, I'm going to just try this. People, oh, okay. wow, it worked. Now let it, our lives are changed. I mean, man, how many times did you hear Washington and all of these geniuses? Remember, all these people that were geniuses hadn't been successful in years. And and I mean, talk about years. But yet, they were doing the same things over and over and over again. And when he said, well, why doesn't someone do it like, oh, that won't work. Well, why won't it work? Could never give you a legit reason as to why it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. Not how you do things. Well, why not? Well, because. He can't win. He doesn't run enough ads. He doesn't have a ground game. He's never governed. He's he it was he hasn't the well okay, so what's that mean? Well, history show what do you mean history shows? He has to win this state. He has to win that state. He has to do this. He he can't say this. He can't say that. Why? Well, because that's not what Lee Atwater did. Who? That's not what Ronald Reagan did. How many times did I hear Carl Rove? Well, you know, when we... Carl, you're talking about 1988? You know, now the strategy here is... You're talking about strategy from 88? Krautheimer. It's like, dude, you're paralyzed because you got drunk and and, and crashed your car. Okay, bro? Stop. Why? It's like, stop. All of you, stop. 
I mean, I know we're not supposed to talk ill will of Reagan and, and, and the Reagan revolution, but Jesus Christ, how many times do you hear people like Mark Levin or, ah, that's not the way you do it. Oh, okay. Dude, things change. Well, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not. It's not. Well, guess what? It did. Guess what? That thing is flying in the air with people in it. An airplane. It works. It can't be done. It can't be done. That's all we are told. Trump's got to be more presidential. He's got a president. He can't tweet. He can't do rallies. Why not? Why can't you do why can't you do rallies? Why can't you do rallies? I, I, I don't get that. You could only do a rally you could only get out there and talk to people once a year when you're trying to push a legislation. Why? That why? Because that's what's done? I heard someone say yesterday, why is Trump doing this? He's already won. He's already won. That's like that's like saying to your girlfriend or your wife, hey, honey, why are you still cooking dinner? Why are you still cleaning the house every day? Why are you still work? Why are you? You already got me. I already married you. You could stop doing the things that attracted me to you. You could stop being smart. You could stop being ambitious. You could stop cleaning the house. You could stop being nice. And vice versa, I'll do the same. It's just insanity. Trump is only where he is because of the things that he's done for the last 16 months. All of a sudden now, he's supposed to have a press conference because Wolf Blitzer says it's unprecedented that a president-elect has not had a formal press conference where he takes questions from me. Really? F you, Wolf Blitzer. F you, Wolf Blitzer. Who are you? Who are you? I mean, these guys still have no clue, man. Katie Turr. You boo CNN. You boo Wolf Blitzer. And what do you hear? How can these people be booing free press? Don't they understand without free press? This country would cease to exist. We would be a a dictatorship. No, 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 time out. Nobody's booing free press, stupid. They're booing you, Wolf Blitzer. They're booing you, Katie Turner. 
aren't booing free press. People aren't booing Dallas Reigns on television who goes, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's 72 degrees out tonight. Tomorrow, it's going to be cloudy. A hot chance of predict- He's giving us the news. He's giving us weather. Nobody's booing Dallas Reigns. It's Wolf Blitzer. And the rest of these a-holes, ableist news, nobody would boo them. But they don't. They give their opinion. They tell us why this should be that way, or why we're wrong, or, or how they're feeling. Nobody effing cares. That's what people are booing. Nobody's ever booed facts. Nobody's ever booed. Today, President Obama met with the president of Ecuador. At a four-course dinner, watched Police Academy 3, and then went to bed. Good day. Nobody's ever booed that. People boo when Wolf Blitz goes, I think uh, what he was doing was wrong. I, you know, I don't ever, I don't, this is, this thing, Gloria, yes, it is. It's very, it's very professional. Now, I'm, you know what, F you. F you. F you. So why does Trump does Trump have to have a press conference so Katie Turr, who we've all seen for the last 16 months, go to Katie Turr's Twitter. It's full of opinions. So it's, it's prohibiting free press to not be in a room with Katie Turr? So she could give her opinion? Really? I'm telling you, go to these people's Twitters. See what they're tweeting. See what they're retweeting. They're not giving people news. They're giving people their opinions. That's all they're doing. They're not giving anybody news. Jorge Ramos is not giving anybody news. Prohibiting free press to say, you know what? I don't need to do an interview with Katie Turr. I don't need to get... Hey, forward me the questions that Katie Turr wants asked. Go ahead, and and I'll answer. I'll do a rally, and I'll answer them. That little scumbag. Boo us all you want, but without us, it's free press, and it's... What are you talking about? 
No, Chris, they're booing you. They're booing you. They're not booing information. They're booing you. The people think you're an a-hole. The people are booing Rachel Maddow. They're booing Anderson Cooper. It's not news. They're, they're not giving news. When you can put on Bravo and watch Anderson Cooper. I, I mean, I've talked about this before. The, these people act, oh, breaking protocol. This is unheard of. But nobody ever says to Anderson Cooper or CNN, you want to know what's unheard of? You want to know what's unheard of? Hey, Cooper, you want to know what's unheard of? Hey, uh, 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 Zucker, you want to know what's unheard of? The moderator of a presidential debate, okay? The moderator of a presidential debate doing one-man shows with a guy who hosts Real Housewives of Atlanta. And they talk about the first time they had sex with a girl or when they knew that uh, they were gay and what, and then they're doing ball drops on the New Year's Eve and, and talking about Kathy Griffin's breast. I mean, there, that's unprecedented. A moderator of a presidential debate doing a, a, a man pyramid. Seriously, a man pyramid go, going on a beach and like, being with a whole bunch of half-naked dudes and and creating, like, a pyramid, a a man sandwich. That's unprecedented. Don't give me this unprecedented crap. Oh, what Trump is doing is unprecedented. This is no price. Yeah, and and we've never, ever had to deal with a debate moderator going, oh, uh, after I'm done here, I'm going to go and... uh, anal sex with Kathy Griffin. What? Who, what? What? Gay bathhousing? Amyl nitrate? Sting? Really? About that? That was you guys talk about? That, what, what's your favorite KY? What, what, what lube is? What? 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 Hack tapper? What do you want to talk about? I'm a reporter. No, you're not. No, you're not. Chris Cuomo, you're not. Katie Turr, you're definitely not. Sorry. Sorry. Sit. So Trump doesn't have to do a press conference. Politics have changed. The way we do things now has changed, just like everything else in our lives. So Trump got where he got doing the stuff that he did yesterday. Why would he change? Why would he change? 
Would he not want to try to keep the excitement going, the connection going? Or Trump cares? Why? Why not go out and meet people, talk to people? When those people are listening to individuals like Blitzer and all these other hacks, why wouldn't Trump go around and go, guys, I know you've been hearing this. I've been hearing that. Let me tell you what's up. Why does Trump need to have a press conference to do that? Why? He did it yesterday. Many times, and I even heard it on the right. How many times have we heard, oh, Trump says, drain the swamp, but yet he's got a Goldman Sachs guy. But that's, again, Trump never said, oh, I'm not going to have any Goldman Sachs guy. I'm not going to have any bankers. I'm not going to Draining the swamp is a reference to people like Podesta. People like Panetta. People that have been in and out of administrations. And I know, I know what some of you are going to say is, oh, about the, the child woman. She was around during the, but yeah, but that's Mitch McConnell's wife. You don't think Trump did that as a bit of strategy? Just like Trump met with that Heidi Van Kemp or Van Den Kamp or whatever her name is. The Democrat center. That's strategy, my friends. But he never said, hey, yeah, I'm going to get just some some dope to be the Treasury Secretary. I'm not, are you kidding me? He always said, I'm going to get, as he pointed out yesterday, killers. He had said that on the campaign trail. When he would run down the bankers or he would run down the hedge managers, he would say, I know them all. I know them all. Some of them are my friends. Some of these guys are killers. Some of these guys are killers. Carl Icahn. How many times did we hear that? Carl Icahn. Carl Icahn. Killers. All killers. Killers. If I become president, I'm going to have these people working for us. They're going to be killers for the country. Be nice. And the crowd would pop. And now all of a sudden you hear people on the left and our so-called friends on the right. Oh, what do you do? Drain the swamp. He's not doing the swamp. He is. He never said, I'm not going to hire these people. But once never worked for the government. He never, he's, not a, he's not a career politician. Who's the Chicago? He's not a career politician. He's never been inside an administration. The guy owns the Chicago Cubs. Oh, but he's a billionaire. And what did Trump do yesterday? He spoke to the people. 
He said, hey, you're all hearing, oh, all billionaires, all billionaires. And what did Trump say? Well, doesn't that mean they know how to make money? Doesn't that mean they're successful? What am I going to hire a bunch of broke dick dog dopes? Yeah, here's our treasury secretary. He can hardly run the two... He's Bernie Sanders. Never gotten a real paycheck his entire life. Yeah, he's going to be looking out for finances of this country. What are you... Are you a student, you people? Seriously, are you stupid? What did Trump do yesterday? He doesn't need a press conference. What would be the press conference? Katie, you're going... Yeah, uh, you said that you were going to drain the swamp. Do you call draining the swamp putting somebody that worked at Goldman Sachs a billionaire instead of treasury? Do you think <laughs> Why, Trump does rally. CNN, Fox, SNBC, they cover it. Why? Why? What? And he talked directly to the people. And he said, I told you all, I would hire killers. I mean, think about this. Two big necks on the Treasury Secretary and on the, uh, uh, the other guy. I wish I remembered his name. The guy called King of Bankruptcy. What are the two big knocks? They're billionaires and... They're ruthless. They're ruthless. Elizabeth Warren, what did, what did she say uh, about Munchit? Oh, she's she like he's dumb or something. Really? Well, okay. He financed pretty successful movies. Successful. And taking hundreds and hundreds of homes at like pennies in the dollar? Yeah. Maybe those people who lost their homes didn't necessarily like it, but I don't know. Is it, is, are you stupid? You made billions of dollars doing it. The commerce guy, the, the king of bankruptcy, he was open to a company that's bankrupt, going bankrupt, take it over, Clean it up, fix it up, either relaunch it, sell it, or liquidate it. Either way, very successful. Very successful. Or do you want uh, one of Obama's law professors? Elizabeth Warren. What, what job has she ever created? She was a professor. And she got her gig, got the education, lying about being Native American. All the Obama people, lawyers, like firms that make money, like just BS lawyers. Professors, a bunch of a bunch of bunch of school dummies. 
And I'm not saying if you go to school, you're dumb. I mean, I'm saying guys that spent lives working for a school, which ultimately doesn't create jobs. And if it's a state school, they're feeding off, they're, they're feeding off the government. And Trump explained that to everyone yesterday. So why does he need to have a press conference? Satisfied Kurt go? He already won. Why are you doing this? Keep it connected with the people. Keeping connected with the people. Explaining to the people what is going on. When he announced Mad Dog Mathis. It was great. It was great. There was no formal press conference. He didn't walk into a room and go, uh, yes, I would like to officially announce former general Mad Dog Mathis as our Secretary of Defense. So I will now take questions. Yes. Why? <laughs> Why? He did a rally and said, hey, everybody, shh, don't tell anyone. I mean, it was great. It was fun. It was, it connected. People laughed. They had a great time. You had thousands of people having a great time. What Trump did has never been done, and it kills the media to the point where if you put on MSNBC, just just think about this for a minute. Just think about this for a minute. This is how distraught, okay? This is how distraught liberals, Democrats, and the media are. This is how distraught. Just, just, just listen. For those of you who um, don't watch MSNBC, okay? MSNBC, because everybody carried the rally, again, Why does Trump have to have a press conference? He has a rally. He tells everybody what the media has been trying to spin. He sets everybody straight, and all the networks cover it. All the newspapers cover Why does he need a press conference? A Wolf Blitzer. Why does he need a press conference? A Jeb Zeleny. Katie Turr. Gloria Borsch. Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell. Really? I mean, just, just the, the egos. Andrea Mitchell, the, the, the woman who was getting fed questions by Robbie Mook or Jeff uh, the Fallon, uh, whoever the Clinton people were. Well, there's video. She's getting fed questions to then ask Hillary Clinton. So it, it, we're, we're, Trump is prohibiting Free press, according to Chris Azilla, he's prohibiting free press because people boo Andrea Mitchell. She's not a, she's not news. She's not delivering news. She's delivering propaganda. That's it. 
That's it. When she's being given questions to ask Hillary Clinton on the campaign jet, she's not a, 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 a reporter in the traditional sense of delivering people news. Hi, I'm delivering you the news that you need to know to keep you informed because in America we have no. She's telling you what that campaign wants you to believe, wants you to know. She's telling you what corporate media wants you to know, wants you to believe. I mean, Chris Azilla, this guy's got the biggest balls in the world to talk about free press. Free press. It's free press. No, it's not. You work for the Washington Post, you putts. The Washington Post, owned by Jeff Bezos, Amazon.com. It's his billion-dollar blog. It has an agenda. It's a liberal agenda. They're creating, you know, information to form opinions. To create a liberal utopia. How is that a free press? It's not a free press. It's press that's paid and bought for by a corporation of liberals. Enough. But I digress. MSNBC puts up the uh, graphic when Trump goes, we won in Pennsylvania and we won here. It's a landslide. And MSNBC puts up Trump claims win is a landslide even though Hillary Clinton has won 2.3 million more votes. That's not how we pick our president, MSNBC. I get it. You guys just still can't fathom that Trump beat your candidate. I know you guys can't fathom that everything you did, everything, every lie, every, every smear, every propaganda, I, I get it. But wow, to put that up, Trump claims electoral landslide, even though Hillary won 2.3 million more votes. A landslide. And I know even some people on the right, some of my friends on the right, who despise Trump because they they are in love with Ted Cruz still to this day, and somehow in their warped, retarded minds, they actually believe that if Ted Cruz ran, he would have beat Hillary. They actually believe anybody would have beaten Hillary. That's what they actually believe. Okay, even though, you know, they haven't had a winner in what? Bush? But in this day and age, okay, what Trump did was an electoral landslide. Yeah, was it winning uh, 50 states? Was it winning 48 states? No. But our country 
has shifted enormously since 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 20 years ago. Our country is much more a divided 49-51-50-50 maybe I have. I mean, seriously. Our country is not what it was 60 years ago. Our country is not. So when people go, well, this was a, a landslide. Look, this, uh, I mean, our country is different than 1980. Times are a lot different. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just like when you compare Trump to Reagan. People go, oh, how can you say that? Oh, Reagan would never have said this. And Re- but you don't know that. 
Pennsylvania again. There's no way a Republican will ever win Michigan again. There's no way a Republican will ever win Wisconsin. There's no way. When everybody's saying there's no way a Republican is going to win these states and a Republican comes along and wins those states. It's a landslide. I'm sorry, man. It's a landslide. Trump won states that experts said could never be won again. I mean, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, gone. I mean, I heard people say, yes, Trump's message resonates with some people in the rural areas of Pennsylvania. But at the end of the day, it's not going to go for Trump and it will never go for Republican again. And there's MSNBC. Trump claims he won in a landslide, even though Hillary Clinton is ahead by 2.3 million votes. So, I ask you, why would Trump ever do press conference, or interview with anybody associated with NBC, MSNBC. Why? And by not doing an interview or a press conference or even acknowledging NBC or MSNBC, how is that stifling free press? free speech. How? When it's so painfully obvious that MSNBC slash NBC is not an independent news organization where they report news. They ask questions. They don't come at the subject, which would be Trump, with any conceived thoughts or agendas. They totally have an agenda. They're totally a arm of the Republic of the uh, Democrat Party. So why would Trump do anything with them? Obama never did anything with Fox. What, he sat down with uh, Wallace five months ago? Big deal. I think he did an O'Reilly thing once. Okay. There was a time when the White House left Fox out of a press conference. And still to this day, 
Obama treats Fox News fake. Still to this day, he gave an interview with uh, Jan Winner from Rolling Stone where he said, uh, you want to know why Hillary Clinton lost? Because of Fox News. Because Fox News is in bars and restaurants all over the United States. What, what bar and restaurant is he talking about? There ain't a bar and restaurant in California that plays Fox News. What is this moron talking about? So, again, why should Trump do anything with MSNBC? Why? Why should Trump do anything with NBC? Why would he do an interview with Chuck Todd, Andrea Mitchell, Chris Matthews? I wouldn't do anything with them. Absolutely nothing. And that's not stifling free press. That's not prohibiting free speech. Sorry, guys. It's not. I know if you're a liberal, you're going, yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's not. I mean, just for them to say Hillary Clinton is 2.3 million votes ahead. What, what, what does that matter? I don't, it doesn't matter if she's 10 million votes ahead. It's not how we pick a president. We pick a president in the Electoral College. And by winning, you know, 10 or 12 more states than Hillary Clinton and... Those states are states that were given to Hillary Clinton, like given to her. Like every single prediction was, well, we got to put Pennsylvania in uh, the Democrat column. Got to put Wisconsin in the Democrat column. Got to put, of course, Michigan. Michigan hasn't gone Republican in, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. Got to put that in the guy. So, yeah. It was a landslide. Yeah. My friends on the right that are still so butthurt that Ted Cruz hammered. Yeah, it's a landslide. In this day and age, when a Republican wins those states, it's a landslide. Because never again will a Republican ever win California, New York, New Jersey. They'll never happen. So a landslide that compares to a Reagan or Nixon or even dating back further, it's not going to happen. Our country's changed too much. So what Trump did close to a Reagan-Nixon landslide that we'll ever see, because no Republican will ever win California. No Republican will ever win New York. 
the day of a republic. The, the only reason Hillary Clinton is where she is in those popular votes is because of California, New York, stupids. So for MSNBC to put that graphic up during Trump's speech is a hostile act. Because the popular vote doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. Absolutely doesn't mean anything. And when you take New York and California out of it, Hillary Clinton gets her ass kicked. Gets her ass kicked. I've said this before. If California didn't have the situation that it has, which is, uh, you know, open borders, and California was a state that was actually in play, and people actually competed for it, I mean, Republicans don't even compete for a Senate seat. That's how, it's not just the presidency. California has been shifted in in such profound ways that it's a one-party rule out here. It's a one-party rule. I mean, come on. Only in California, only in California, only the media and the association with Hollywood. Rather, it's the Trevor Noahs uh, or the BuzzFeeds. Just that whole incestuous clique. Only in that group can they talk about corporate welfare. Oh, you're giving tax breaks to corporations. Oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. But yet, out here, the state bends over for Hollywood. The film industry, the entertainment industry, is constantly getting subsidies. Constantly. Constantly getting taxpayer money. So again, why would Trump go on MSNBC? Why would he do anything with MSNBC? He goes to the people. He goes to Ohio. He talks to the people of Ohio. He tells them, here's what's going on. Here's an update. And next week, he'll do it with Pennsylvania, or he'll do it with Michigan, or he'll do it with Wisconsin. Maybe then he'll pop down to Florida. The times are changing, my friends. Times are changing. When he called out Martha Razisk or Radinska or whatever the F her name is, Razdug, I tweeted that out. 
I said, man, Trump's on fire. Trump is on fire. Again, why people in Washington or the elitist media a-holes, why what and why they don't get it just shows you how out of touch they are with the American people. What Trump did yesterday is something every single one of us has either done or wanted to do. And for the media and for the people in Washington not to get that just shows you how out of touch they all are and how out of touch and how wrong they are for when you talk about, oh, Trump's violating this protocol and he's doing this wrong and oh my... No. No. Because the people respond. And our politicians are supposed to be for the people. They're not going to be for all the people. Because that's why we have elections. Some win, some lose. As Democrats love to say during Obama's tenure, there's consequences for elections. But Washington doesn't understand, the media doesn't understand, the elites from the left and from the right, the ones that have been there doing the same thing over and over again because this person did it and he passed on the secret notes or not so secret notes. But they don't get it. The American people get it. Because we've all been in that position. Some of us haven't been able to do it. Some of us have. But where we were told, you can't do that. You won't succeed. And at the end of the day, we succeeded. And we went out there and put everybody on blast. Now, some of us have done it. Some of us would have loved to have done it. And the American people connect with it and they feel it. It's like them do when Trump called out Martha from ABC and shot on her, made fun of her. People laugh. You I, I mean people identified with that because yeah, people on the left Looked at her and went, oh, we feel you, Martha. Yes, that evil Trump. Oh, my God, our beloved Hillary. But people on the right went, oh, my God. How could this journalist, how could this news anchor, how could this report, how could this, this isn't supposed to happen. Oh, my God, I'd love to just laugh at her. I'd love. And guess what? Yesterday, Trump did that. 
Trump did that for the people. Trump said, did you guys see this one? Re-? Instantly, people went, oh, my God, yes. Yes, we did. That's why Trump won. That connection. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. Why the hell was it always important for people to break down the whole, do you want to have a beer with him? Do you want to have a a, a beer with the president? Well, why was that? Why, Why was that such a big deal? Why was it such a big deal when Obama would do slow jams? Why was it a big deal for Bill Clinton to play the saxophone on Arsenio Hall? Why was it a big deal for people running for president or people that were president to do things that made them seem connectable that made them seem like everyday American people why was it a big deal for Richard Nixon to do laughing it was that connection it was that he's like us well What the hell do you think Trump is doing when he's doing a rally and he's pointing things out that all of us know? And he's saying, did you guys see that that anchor on ABC? Oh, my God. Everybody went, yes! Oh, my God, yes! So why the hell would Trump stop this? Why would Trump stop this? He already won. Why is he still campaigning? It's not campaigning. Do you say that when Obama goes and visits, uh, I don't know, Cleveland or wherever the hell he goes to talk about guns? Or why police officers are horrible, horrible people, and they all just run around looking for blacks to shoot. Hey, are you black? Oh, you look, let me shoot you. Bah! Oh, when Trump picks up the phone, and the, and, and the president of Taiwan's like, oh, I just want it. Well, that's not how they talk. Hey, <laughs> they're like, oh, I, I mean, I, probably there's a translator. I don't know. And he's like, hey, what's going on? How are you? The guy from Pat, you listen, you really think what Trump was like, oh, I can't wait to go there. You think he really serious? You, you, you know what? He was like this on the phone. Those of you who are not watching us on Twitter, I'm shaking my head like, no. But, you know, Trump was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't. W- I, yeah, I can't wait to go visit uh, Pakistan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're great. Yeah. Clink. Next. Who, uh, who's on the phone? Who? Taiwan? Yeah, give me. Uh, 
uh, Mr. President-elect, you're not supposed to talk to them. Why? Because they'll piss off China. They'll piss off China. Really? Me calling them rapers? Me calling them every name in the book? Me do, me, it, listen, if that don't piss them off, if they're fine with that, this ain't going to piss them off. And if this is a thing that's going to piss them off, F them. Hey, what's up, lady, <laughs> the president of Taiwan? Oh, my God. There was like a meltdown. And again, I say this to you. Every single person that goes, he broke protocol. He's not supposed to be talking to the president of Taiwan. Every single one of those people are the same people that said uh, Trump needs a ground game to win. He needs a ground game. He needs a ground game. He needs to run ads. Why? Because that's the way it's done. These are all the same people that are going, he's not supposed to be talking. Taiwan, it's going to piss China off. It's going to piss, really? Think about this. China is doing maneuvers out there in the, uh, the what is it, the, the sea over there. What's, what, the, the sea, they're, they're over there. North China Sea or whatever the hell sea they are. They're not even supposed to be doing what they're doing, and they're doing it. Are they worried about pissing us off? Every day, China does something. That, that, that inv- and now all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, Trump's going to, he's going to upset the Chinese. He's going to upset the Chinese. Oh, he can't, he can't do that. He can't be doing that. Man, people from the left and the right are more outraged that Trump picked up a phone and, and basically was like, oh, thanks, uh, the, the, the Taiwan president. They're more outraged over this than Obama watching baseball with Raul Castro. With, man, we hadn't talked to Cuba in 50-plus years. They got, they they still got people in jail in Cuba because they're gay. And there's Obama taking in a effing baseball game. People are like, oh, that's cool. It's all good. It's all good. Some were a little upset, but for the most part, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Me, Trump's on the phone with the, the, the chick from Taiwan. It's like, what? Oh, my God. How about how about protocol that Obama met with the brother and, and he met Fidel. He went, you know, he met with Fidel. They tried to kill our uh, JFK. Hell, they tried to blow up the United States. Fidel Castro worked with the Russians to put nuclear weapons, missiles. Pointed at the United States to the point where never, ever in our history had we been closer to nuclear war than with Castro. But Trump's on the phone with 
the president from Taiwan. And it's like, oh, my God. What's the problem? Well, it's protocol. Well, guess what? I guess protocol's going to have to change. Well, we can't. Why? Well, because we can't. goes back to the beginning uh, of the show when we said, well, at some point somebody said, uh, blacks shouldn't be slaves. some point somebody said, women should be able to vote. At some point somebody said, booze should be legal. Booze should be outlawed. Booze should be legal again. Some point, somebody said, I got an idea. Let's fly this 10-ton, whatever object in the sky to the moon. And some point, all of these things were looked at as, oh, my God. So talking to the president of Taiwan, I'm sorry, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Okay? Having a guy as the Secretary of Defense say at a meeting, that's nah, kind of fun, you know? You're killing people, you know? And when you're in war, you know? What? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Things change. Okay? And trust me, when Nixon first met uh, with uh, the leader of uh, China, when Reagan said, hey, hey, maybe we'll try to, you know, Get along with Russia. Maybe, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, just stop. Stop. Are going to be different under Trump. Okay? Things are going to be different. Trump talking to the president of Taiwan. And this being the first time since 1979 that a president-elect have talked directly Taiwan, this is, is, is not that big of a deal. Okay? 1979 is not that long ago. <laughs> when you compare... Castro. Hell, when, 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 uh, compare what Obama did with Iran, George Bush talking about the axis of evil. Now, Iran's our buddies, they're our pals. They're our friends. Please, calm down, okay? Just calm down. 
Still got the one China policy. Still got your one China policy. Just relax. Trump can't talk to the president of Pakistan. That's wrong. He said he wants to go there. He's just being nice. <laughs> He's being nice. How many times? Again, why do we? Why do we? Why do we look at this as like, you know? Ah, come on. I mean, how many times have we talked to somebody? And said, yeah, we'll get together. We'll come over. We'll, well, I'll bring the kids, your kids. Well, and, and, your, and, your, and your wife looks at you like. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're talking to you. And yeah, we'll do this. You're like, okay, yeah, bon, you hang up. What are you doing? What, you think we're going to go there? Come on. I just, come on. I'm never going to talk to them but next year at the same time, the holidays. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but what if they call again? What do you mean? I'm the president. I'm not here. I'm busy. <laughs> oh, man. And we that that's why we just, we get it. That, that's why people are, are, gravitate to Trump. That's why. Trump won states that no Republican has ever won. I said this during the primaries. Why, did, why when, again, you go back to protocols, you go back to, uh, you know, all of the, 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 the experts. Oh, well, Marco Rubio is the best chance. Look, he, he's, he's, gonna, he's got the best chance to beat Hillary Clinton. Look how he talks. It's eloquent. Uh, he speaks. Uh, in, in such uh, inspirational words, and he Trump is so crude and he's so crass. No, Trump talks, and and, and people are able to understand him. People aren't under be able to understand Marco Rubio. And when I say understand, I'm not talking about people are all retarded. But when you ask somebody, hey, uh, Marco, what do you think about, um, you know? This healthcare. Oh, let me tell you, when I was a little boy, you see, my father came from Cuba, okay? And my mom worked as a housekeeper. Now, and you're like, bro, I just asked you about, I, 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 you know what, I, yes or no on, this, on healthcare, yes or no? Well, you see, Rob, it's a little more complicated than that. You see, as my father, okay, oh, and with Trump, it's just like, uh, no. Uh, okay. Uh, anything, but you know what? I changed my mind. Yeah. Last week, Mr. Trump, uh, you were against uh, H-1B visas. Yeah, well, now for some, um, I'm for it. So you change your mind? Yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, next question. Because that's how we are. That's how we are. Hey, Bob. You still watching uh, Togetherness on HBO? Nah. What do you mean? You, it, you, you still watching Westworld? Nah. 
I watched three episodes. Done. What? When you first started watching, you said it was great. Yeah, but you know what? It just didn't really go anywhere. So it started off good, but then it didn't go anywhere. Really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. We get that. We get that. Yes, but that's not what we want in our leaders. What do you mean that's not what we want in our leaders? Again, I go back to playing the saxophone. I go, I, I go back to having a beer with them. I go back to Barry smoking joints in college, doing blow. Oh, man, our president's like us. He knows what it's like to party. Okay. Well, guess what? Our president now knows what it's like to go, ah, I changed my mind. I like that show overrated. <laughs> I don't like it now. Okay, I get it. I get it. You picked up the phone and told the, Pakini, the, the, the president of Pakistan, you look forward to, to visiting him. <laughs> and you have no intentions of ever going to Pakistan. Why to go to Pakistan? There's no McDonald's in Pakistan. <laughs> uh, President, there's no McDonald's in Pakistan. What do you mean? There's nothing there. It's dirty. It's disgusting. Oh, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> we get it. We get it. We get it. Okay, stop. Just stop. As much as the media, as much as the left, as much as the hard right want, that's not what a president's supposed to do. Well, that same president isn't supposed to, uh, you know, talk about the Bible. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not supposed to wear a baseball hat, uh, okay? He's not, he's, he's not supposed to talk about his Dick on stage, all right? But guess what? He did. Anyone states that no Republican has ever won in 30 years. So apparently, there's a lot of people. They're not all racist. They're not all part of the alt-right. They're not all part of Pepe the Frog, who went, I I totally get it, man. I get it. I get it. I get it. He's not really bullshitting us he is but he's only bullshitting enough enough like our parents would bullshit us you know when you were a kid it's like i don't want to go to the dentist i know it's gonna hurt. it's not gonna hurt i know it's gonna hurt but it's not gonna hurt are you sure all you're gonna do is feel a pinch and then you get there and <laughs> ah mom said it wasn't gonna oh, it didn't hurt that bad right no. All right, then. Let's go get a Big Mac. Oh, okay. <laughs> we get it. We get it. The media doesn't get it. The left doesn't get it. The hard right, they don't get it. And a year from now, all we're going to hear is, when's Donald Trump going to Pakistan? What are you talking about? Well, he told the president of Pakistan that he was going to go there. When's he going to go? He's not going to go. Why did he say he was going to go? I, I don't know. Why? why <laughs> what do you mean? Well, why did he say that? He shouldn't say that, Dad. He's got to go now. It's not protocol. If you say you're going to go, you got to go. you got to go. Why is he going to go? Shut up, Wolf Blitzer. 
shut up. Okay? Shut up. We all knew he wasn't going to go. We all knew it. He did what we all do. Call us. I'll call. I'll call. You get in the car. Are you really going to call him? I'm never going to call that prick ever again. Oh, okay. (laughs) Never going to call him. Really? Never. Ever. (laughs) Ever. I've seen the CNN headline. Same old Trump after the the route. Same old Trump. Well, what'd you expect? We expected him to do what? Well, we didn't expect him to Twitter anymore. We didn't expect him to call us all scumbags anymore. We didn't expect him to do any of that. So what did you expect him to do? Act like Obama. You really did? You really did? Yeah, we... we Really, you, you, you expected him to do that. Yes, we expected him to act like Obama now. I don't, we don't know how he could have picked. Why would he pick Mad Dog Mathis? Well, why? What, what did you expect him to pick? Andy Cohen from, uh, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion? Who did you expect him to pick? Well, we didn't expect him to pick somebody like that. Like what? A guy named Mad Dog? <laughs> well, we... Ex- what? What did you expect? Well, we didn't expect somebody that would take such a hard line. What did... Guys, consequences come with elections. And when we're rolling in a country where you have people in the media going... You know, you got to have sympathy for the Somali attacker. The poor man was just such a tortured soul. He was conflicted by his own religion. What? What are you kidding me? That little bastard should have been killed ten times over. Stop. Just stop. This country has been pussified. In the last eight years. Pussified. I know the left doesn't want to hear this. I know the left doesn't want to hear this. And uh, maybe some people on the right. I know they don't want to hear. And and here's the thing. Regardless. Of if you think war is wrong. And I know Trump is not a big war fan. But with this general, with this security apparatus, and with Trump being able to connect with people, We will never, ever get into a war that, A, we do not win. And don't give me no one wins at war. Yeah, yeah, there's a winner, okay? There's a winner. Ask Japan if there's a winner, okay? Ask Nazi Germany. Ask Germany if there's a winner. Yeah. In war, there's a winner and there's a loser. When you pound 
that country, your opponent, to the point of melting their people, there's a winner. (laughs) All right? So with uh, Mad Dog Mathis, with Donald Trump, and the other security personnel that will be around Mathis and Trump, and again, people go, oh, that Flynn, that, you know, I know the left likes, oh, he was fired by Obama. Yeah. Okay? Like, Obama and the people around Obama have been this pillar of of national security. What, are you kidding me? We are laughed at uh, overseas, and domestically we're a joke. Domestically? We've had more domestic terrorism under Obama's watch than any other president. And when I say domestic, I'm talking about those, as they would say, lone wolf types. But we've had more attacks from, you know, rather they're refugees or they were, uh, you know, uh, naturalized, but people from other countries or ties to other countries. Rather, it's somebody that's born here that uh, has relatives in Saudi Arabia or Pakistan and they all meet up and they all plot, uh, uh, you know, Attacks under Trump, under Mattis, under Flynn. We will never engage in a war that we do not win and that the American people are not jazzed about. Rob, how can you be jazzed about war? Listen. You know how you get jazzed about something? When you have people like Chris Kyle. Or other soldiers that enlist or re-enlist. For the cause. Tillman. Remember Tillman? Poor guy was shot by friendly fire. Here's a guy making millions of dollars a year. Playing in the NFL. And he went to fight. That's being jazzed. He went to fight for his country. He was that excited about his country and protecting our way of life. Now, just imagine millions of people feeling that way. Because if we ever have to get into a war, A, we're going to win it, and B, Trump is going to go to every state and every city in every state. 
and explain to those people why we are going to do what we are going to do. Outline the mission. He's going to tell everybody the rationale behind it, and he's going to tell everybody why we're going to be successful. And the American people are going to say, hell yeah. President Trump, if this is what we got to do to protect our freedoms, to make sure we could go to school and not fear somebody drives a car and runs us over, or you can be jogging down the street and not get kidnapped and tortured and sodomized with a baseball bat. Let's do it. And you'll see people really rally, and I mean rally, behind the cause. Times have changed. Politics are different. Our president is different. And I say our president. Okay? Those of you who like the hashtag, not our president, not my president. We had an election. Your candidate lost. He is your president now. And just imagine the outrage. The outrage. When people say, or people said, Obama's not my president. What was the outrage? You're just saying that because he's black. You don't like him because he's black. That's the thing with the left. If you don't like somebody who happens to be of color or sexual orientation or gen, whatever, you don't like them or like uh, poly. It's not based on, you know, what they do with whatever position. It's always based on color, gender, race. So if you say, I don't like Obama. Oh, because he's black? Well, no, I don't like his policies. I don't like his party affiliation. I don't like how he carries himself when he's talking about publicans and Fox News. I mean, I, I can give you, you know, 10, 20, 30 examples. And not one of them them is because he's black. I could care less that he's black. I don't care. Don't care. I don't care if he was Mexican. I don't care if he was Guatemalan. I don't care if he was Italian. I don't like certain aspects of his personality. There's certain aspects of his personality that uh, I, I do like, but there's aspects I don't. I don't like any of his policies. I don't like his vision. I, I, I don't like 90% of him. <laughs> Has nothing to do with black. 
Matter of fact, only thing I like about him is when he's black. When he's shucking and jiving. And he does his little swagger. He's doing the basketball thing. I think that's that's actually the only the, the only time I like him. So things are going to change, my friends. And those of you who are not on board yet are going to have to get used to it. You got four years of this. Four years. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to... um, Put some other things in perspective. Just a quick perspective. Don't go away. Be right back. Do 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 do. Yeah. Thanks to Lego. We love our cops, our law enforcement. We love our military. Real quick, well, I guess it's how quick it is, but 
something I've been noticing, and we'll talk about this uh, Monday also. It's it's going to be a continuing theme, but I want to throw it out there for all of you who uh, oh, I hate when it does this. Well, hit me now. All right. Um, I've said this before, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, maybe maybe three years ago when we first started the show. Sometimes I think Republicans, and I'm not saying all Republicans, but some Republicans wanted to be in the majority, never wanted to control the White House, and never wanted to do anything except the status quo because being a senator, being a congressman or woman is nothing more than a paycheck. It's a job. And like anybody that has a job, as long as it's not, uh, you know, cleaning dog shit off of, uh, you know, floors for eight hours a day, I guess, well, wait a minute, I guess if you're making like a thousand a week for that, okay, maybe, or two thousand a week, okay. But for the most part, you get a job and you want to keep that job forever. Yeah, you want promotions, but if you're working in the banking industry, you don't want to go from the banking industry uh, all of a sudden to the restaurant industry again. Yes, if that's a passion and you want to change professions, but that's not what I'm talking about. Talking about, I'm a banker. I'm going to work in the banking industry. I want to, at some point, manage a bank. I want to, at some point, be a district manager. At one point, I want to rise in the ranks of banking. I, you know, I want... And then switch to burger flipping or no job. No one wants that. So if you're a congressman or a senator, you want that job forever. You don't all of a sudden go, oh, I want to go flip burgers. You want that job forever. But you know, if you go a little too left or you go a little too right, you could wind up losing that job. But if you just you just stay in that middle, you don't make any waves, you just do what you got to do, you get along, go along, you will, can, what, 200000 You will constantly make that money every two years, every six years, every 12 years. Republicans... Never wanted to have power. 
Because once you get power, you have to do something. I mean, look at the Democrats. They had the power for two years. And they managed to do one thing. Obamacare. That's it. They could have took care of gun legislation. They could have took care of uh, the dreamers. They could have took care of so much stuff. But they didn't. Well, they did. They got, um, you know, judges that they wanted, things of that nature, but like legislation, like monster legislation, like stuff that would, you know, forever alter X, Y, Z. They didn't do. Because I think Democrats are no different. They'll talk, blah, 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 because it sounds good. But when push comes to shove, they don't want to do anything because it could wind up screwing them, could wind up costing them their job. So what you have now is a whole bunch of Republicans starting to backpedal on certain legislation or uh, policy ideas that the party as a whole has been for. Let me give you an example. Obamacare. Republicans as a whole have said we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. Because even, even if you went back to the way things were and just added pre-existing conditions and kids that were 26 years of age and younger can still be part of the insurance. If you just made those two tweaks, life would be better for more people than it would benefit people. Because you always hear about the 15 or 20 million people that could lose their insurance if Obamacare was repealed. They don't say will lose their insurance. They say could lose their insurance. So let's just say 15 million people lose the insurance that they have now. Let's just say that. If 16 million people benefit, then guess what? It was worth repealing and replacing. You know, we always talk about these 15 or 20 million people, but what about the people whose premiums 
have skyrocketed? What about the people who lost their insurance, like Aetna, because they pulled out of California? The media and the left always love to focus on these 15 or 20 million people. And they disqualify everybody else. And the best part on that is if any of those people were sick, any of those people needed care, all they'd have to do is go to the hospital, and the hospital can't deny them. That's a fact. That's a fact. And if they don't make enough money and they apply, let's say, Medi-Cal, they get it. So these 15 or 20 million people are not going to suffer. And that's just a fact. So this has been a Republican issue for practically the entire time Obama has been president. It's something that Republicans can campaign on. So what happens? You come into office and you tell all of your people, yeah, I'm going to work to repeal Obamacare. I'm going to work to repeal Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that ultimately Obama is going to be gone. Because if you came in after he was reelected, well, who gives a crap? Who gives a crap? So you keep campaigning. Give me money. Give me money. I'm going to repeat. I'm going to. I'm going All knowing that they're not going to. Because if you do, you actually have to put your name on something. You, you, you're actually responsible for something. You've actually done something. So now you have Trump as president. Republicans control both chambers. And now you have Republicans like Ryan Costello and John Katko saying, hey, uh, you know, let's kind of just kind of chill on repealing the Obamacare. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait The party as a whole have been campaigning, literally, Chile, for eight years to repeal Obamacare. Now, it's legit. It's legit going to happen. And you're going, oh, um... Uh, you know what? Let's 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 pause on that. Kind of goes to my point of 
These people never wanted control. They never wanted to be in power. Because once you're in control, once you're in power, you have to do something. So now you got people like Ryan Costello going, hey, man, I just got this gig so I can make 180, 200,000 a year, go on all these trips. I don't pay for it. They come on a campaign contract. I didn't no, I this is my this is a job. I don't want to be part of something where people could get mad or what if 15 or 20 million people lose their insurance and someone dies in my district and all oh, uh, uh, nope. What if what we want to replace it with isn't as good and what it's like, bro, you're you're a senator, you're a congressman. This is what you do. You're supposed to work for the people. You're you're you know, your constituents told you, hey, we you're supposed to do something. This isn't a job for life to do nothing but pick dog shit up. So I find it interesting. That now all of a sudden you have Republicans going, oh man, we didn't think this would ever really happen. We didn't think we'd ever really get a chance to repeal Obamacare. Oh no. Same thing with immigration. Now all of a sudden you've got Lindsey Graham, Jeff Flake. Yeah, I know uh, Lindsey's part of the Gang of Eight. But his party won. Immigration reform won. How many times did we hear from Lindsey Graham that the president bypassing Congress constitutional? The president enacting laws without Congress is wrong. It's like that of a dictator. We heard that from Lindsey Graham. We heard that from uh, we heard that from Jeff Flake. We heard that from all of them. Obama doing anything with executive orders is wrong. No matter how you know, good intentions, intentioned it was, or is, it's not the way a president is supposed to do things. President Trump is going to repeal every single one of Obama's executive orders. And you have people like Lindsey Graham and Jeff Flake going, well, here's the thing. We want to come up with a uh, policy, with a uh, piece of legislation that will protect the dreamers. Yeah, 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 we know that they got what they got on an executive order. And yeah, 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 we know that we said the executive orders are wrong, but you can't, you know, strip those people of the protection of, you can't, you can't, you can't, 
crush the dreams of the dreamers? Wait a minute. What's changed? That now there's a president that will do it? So you only talk tough when the person's chained to the ground and you hold the ultimate power, but now the person's not chained to the ground. They're right in your face. They're bigger than you. They're stronger than you. They're angry. And you're going, oh, no, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I don't care if the executive action produced rainbows and caterpillars. If they were wrong, if they were unconstitutional, if circumventing the Senate is a move that should not be done for things like granting people asylum or citizenship or a pass to get deported. If this is wrong, then it's wrong regardless who the president is. But now all of a sudden, these Lindsey Grahams and Jeff Flakes are freaking out. Like I said, none of them really want to have anything get done. Because if there's any progress, if there's any movement, if there's anything that changes what they're all used to, exposes them, And they all risk losing their jobs. So let's keep an eye on this. Because I have a feeling it's going to happen with a couple more things. Now we hear Obamacare. Republicans going, oh, well, maybe we won't repeal it. Well, you got a Republican president. You're supposed to repeal it. You never wanted to repeal. You just wanted to campaign on it, scumbag. And now we're hearing Dreamers, DACA, Obama's unconstitutional executive orders, which all of a sudden now are perfectly fine. Why? Because there's a Republican president who will do something, and Lindsey Graham and Flake and the rest of them had never attended To really be against Obama's executive orders. It was just good to campaign off of them. It's Rob's Carey. It's Rob's Carey Show. All right, guys. We had a great night tonight. You guys are the best. You guys, uh, I appreciate you always listening to us or every other day listening to us, whatever it is. Uh, But you are the best, and I appreciate it. I really do. I appreciate it. Be with us Monday. Let's let's get back to our normal schedules Monday. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to us on Spreaker. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on iHeartRadio. Go there. We'll see you guys Monday. You are the best. You are awesome. And we'll see you then. Goodbye.